Brick and Mortar Reporter, episode 107. From the other vendors is they don't feel like it's as slow this year for this time of year as it was last year for last time of year. I can't even say that right. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview, and don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter. I'm so glad you decided to spend a little bit of time with me today. It's really my honor and my privilege, and quite frankly, it's the highlight of my day. So I'm so glad you joined us and uh, got some updates to tell you about today. And before we do that, I wanted to mention that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, maybe your goal for 2015 is to get your business up and running, simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. There you will find a place where you can put in the URL or the web address you want, see if it's available, see how much it is. And um, once you do that, I will go ahead and send you a plug-in cheat sheet to give you all the plugins you need to get started. Don't get me wrong, you can get lost in all the WordPress themes and plugins, so it's helpful if someone streamlines that process for you. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website in case you need to get your business or even your personal blog off the ground. So today's episode, I wanted to tell you a few observations I have had. I'm now, today will be my eighth day in a row uh, out on the pier, so it would be the equivalent of working eight days uh, in a row, and uh, starting to feel a little bit weary, a little bit tired, and um, it's interesting because at this point I'm leaving my house at one o'clock in the afternoon, and I get home about mm, 8.15 or 8.30 at night. So for that seven-and-a-half-hour period is what the three- or four-hour sunset event has turned into. So uh, we're still dealing with the construction and that kind of thing down at the uh, pier. But what I wanted to um, let you know is the the business has dropped off a little bit since we had the big uh, holiday week between Christmas and New Year's. Business has dropped off significantly. Now, is it still worthwhile for me to go? I mean, yeah, because I never know. I mean, if I come home with $75, that's $75 more than I had. At the same time, just because I had a bad night the night before, I can't predict what the next night is going to be. And potentially out of the blue, for no logical reason, you'll have a bang-up night. And it's just unpredictable and so you go every night to get exactly whatever you can get it's not just been slow for me it's been slow for everyone but from what I'm hearing from what I'm hearing from people that are have been down there all year is that this is not as slow for this time of year as it was last year so that is a little bit of good news we do have a for many people, a longer weekend coming up this week. I'm hoping, uh, this weekend, I should say. So I'm hoping that will bring in some people to the Keys. We've also had a little patch of some kind of unusual weather. We had a cold front come through and drop our temperatures down to 
frigid 70 degree temperatures and <laughs> then it suddenly got where it was almost threatening rain every day and it was interesting because some of those days were sketchy um, there was patchy rain around and some of them you know I was driving through thunderstorms and rain to get to work and thinking is this even going to turn out and you know in those situations I've just decided that unless it is monsoon and the keys are completely locked in by rain showers with nothing but torrential rain predicted I'm going to go in anyway um, simply because several days when it looked sketchy by the time I would have left for work uh, I got down there and we actually had a beautiful sunset event so um, you can't ever tell but I don't want to rob myself of the opportunity to make some money after all, that's what I'm here for, trying to rebuild my life after quitting my job and moving to Key West. So that's where I am. That's what I'm doing. And, I, you know, it's interesting because in the last week I've seen um, a couple of – well, I've made a couple of observations about the pier. Um, you know, we're dealing with some challenges right now. So really the people that are showing up every single week uh, – actually the ones that are showing up every single day of every week – are truly the hardcore people. They're the people there that are trying to earn their day-to-day living. And um, I've seen a couple of food vendors, and granted, food is the hardest category. You know, when I choose something, I don't choose the easy path. I choose the hard path. Food is the hardest category down at the pier to uh, make a living on. And it's interesting because I've seen two people that two weeks ago juried in new items which I think is a great thing, and they brought brought it out to the pier, and apparently they must not have gotten the reaction they wanted. It must not have done as well as they thought it should have because after a day or two of coming and trying what they were, new, new products they were juried in for, neither have showed back up all weekend or even into uh, the beginning of this week. So, um, you know, I... What I've realized is that personality has a lot to do with how, if people approach you or not. When you're out at the pier, um, people do tend to kind of stand back a little bit. Um, they they stand back, and you'll see them. They kind of lurk or, or watch and see what's going on, and they look at your menu, and they talk amongst themselves, and what do you want, and this kind of thing. And so um, there is a little bit of that, and that's, uh, both of the people that are uh, didn't have products go over very well, well, one of them, um, he's a trained chef, and he's been a chef for a really long time, and I have no doubt that he's extremely talented as a chef. The problem is this is, while it does combine some of the skills that you need, you know, to be a good chef, it also combines some of the front of the house skills you would need, the people skills, and just the just the back and forth and the give and take and the banter and the, you know, the, the chit-chat and the approachability you would need to be out there right on display in public um, is something that's more of a front of the house customer interaction person would need and so um, I worry a little bit about the ability of um, the the chef to make it and uh, quite honestly it's probably you know what we're doing out at sunset is probably far beneath his skill set and I have a feeling that he is losing money every single day he brought out some new products and he cut the price because he was serving something that was eight and ten dollars and I think he cut the price to um, five dollars for some new products he was doing and 
and he still sold the same amount but made half the money. And so, um, you know, there's no magic formula, but uh, good for him for trying something else. But again, when you try something new, you imagine there's a, a perception that it is going to be the magic pill, the magic bullet that is going to change the outcome of your business, and it's not necessarily that. So we are, at, you know, my booth, we are riding on with the products that we have. We feel like um, they're solid products. They're recognizable, universally appealing I have added for some hotter days. I am doing some of the iced coffee drinks. Uh, I've got the pizza. I've got the hot coffee. And, um, you know, I still have my cryopop that I always have with me on the cart. And so um, it's just one of those things where we're holding steady, not adding any new products yet at this point because, number one, I can't add anything else to my cart. And, um, number two, I feel like the products are solid and they just we're just having a low time and so if I can still make a little bit of money in low time and then um, one of the good things that that came out uh, of going even to the pier yesterday is that one of the vendors down there uh, needs me to do some supplemental work Uh, it's not a lot it's not for a ton of money um, but it's you know I'm going to be doing um, some sewing It, it was funny she asked me if I knew anyone that sewed that could do some part-time work for her, and I started inquiring more about it, and then I had to let the cat out of the bag. Did I have a home ec minor? When I, one of my minors in college was home ec, and so I took plenty of sewing classes and was completely the scenario of which one of these is not like the other because I was not like all the other home ec majors in there looking for Mr. Wonderful and being Miss Prim and Proper and (laughs) all that sort of thing. I was the girl that would roll into sewing class and completely trip and fall and wipe out and my sewing basket kit thing would go everywhere. So it's really hysterical. My friends think it's funny whenever I tell that story, but it's just not something you would expect from me. And so um, I did, you know, agree to do that. And, you know, even if it adds you know, enough money each week that would be about the same as going to the pier, then that would be, I mean, I'm not doing it in place of going to the pier, but that's like adding one extra night's worth of income to uh, everything I'm, I'm doing right now. And so that can definitely help. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where every little bit helps and um, I'm hoping to have it pick up. I know um, another thing that we are doing is, um, we have had uh, the permission of the city to be out during the day for cruise ships. But it's really just a matter of uh, putting together our process and our plan to be out there and taking it to the city and get the city to approve it. And we haven't done that yet, and it's been almost a month since we've signed the new lease and it was able to be done But part of the reason it hasn't been done is it's fallen on the shoulders of one person to essentially carry that. And although there are uh, other board members who are on the board that desperately want to be out there during the day and keep asking what's going on with it, what's going on with it, um, it's kind of fallen on the shoulders of this one person. Well, the one person whose shoulders it's fallen upon um, has a vending permit to be out in the city on the street during the day. And because of that, she, uh, you know, th- she she's not going to be one of the ones at the event during the day anyway. So it's just added one more thing to her plate that she has no vested interest in. So a couple of us 
have said, let's meet for lunch, let's get the rules put together because we're tired of dragging our feet. Because we feel like by being able to be out all day long, we should at least be able to add another third or, you know, half more of what we would normally make whenever cruise ships are in town. So that is absolutely what's happening today. So we're taking the bull by the horns. You know, it's interesting. Whenever I think about the people that need, um, you know, there there is a a guy, and of course I'm not mentioning names, but he is on the board and he is a vendor. And at this point in his life, he has found himself living in his van. And he wants to get out there during the day because he feels like he can sell you know, more hours of the day, and that's better, you know, better income for him and would allow him to get a place besides being in his van. And even as desperate as that point in that person's life is, it's not motivating the person to take action as far as saying, I will take the lead and I will get this done. And so it shows me character-wise, and and I'm not even leadership, well, leadership is a character quality, but, you know, some people are just not natural leaders, and whenever they see a need, instead of saying, I will do something about it, I will be part of the problem, many times they just sit there and say, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? When can we do this? When can we do that? When can we do the other thing? But never looking and saying, okay, I see that there's a roadblock here, and I see somebody needs to step in and say, I will help, I will do whatever. And um, by doing what we're doing today, going to lunch and just getting the rules laid out, we will walk away from there with a plan that we can then take to the city. Well, boom, one event, that will be done, and we will have that in place. And then forevermore, we will be able to go out to the city and get set up during the day whenever there are cruise ships there. Anybody could do this. It's just a matter of simply making it happen and wanting something bad enough to make it happen. And so um, I don't really understand whenever people are desperate uh, to have something happen, but then they, at the same time, they leave it in the hands of fate or uh, other people for whatever timing that they need. Uh, you know, and, and the, the guy that's living in his van needs it to happen ASAP, but at the same time, the skill set isn't there to make it happen and so it's just it's very very interesting to observe um the the people that uh are down at the pier and how they interact and how they will either not step up even whenever they have their own need and it's kind of um it's it's just a little bit foreign to me because I'm not used to being that I'm used to being in a situation where if you see a need and you see something that needs done you do it and you don't wait for anybody to tell you to do it. You just go ahead and do it. And if you did the wrong thing, you apologize on the back end and make the changes. And so um, just a different mentality. You know, we're, we're in the islands and we're on island time and island life. And it's a little more laid back. And, um, you know, people can live in their vans and be fine. So, um, you know, it's an interesting thing. So anyway, with all that said... Uh, the pier, like I say, is uh, been a little bit low, a little bit uh, scarce of tourists in town. And so hopefully by this weekend we'll see some change in the weather patterns. We should by tomorrow have all the rain cleared out. And then at the same time we're looking at a holiday weekend. Hopefully we'll see some. And then after that we really only have two to two and a half weeks before 
um, really season starts uh, around Valentine's Day. And so that's whenever we will be seeing, um, we'll be seeing what's what's really going to be the potential here. So meanwhile, I am looking, um, supplementing my income. I am going to be doing that through doing some uh, sewing for some a person that uh, sells some things at the pier. And at the same time, I've still got um, an online thing that I'm working on. Um, so that's one of those things that I definitely uh, have got to get in, in hand and get, get in line before uh, before the low season happens again in se- this coming September. So on a timeline for all of that. The sooner the better for everything for me. The sooner I can get to the point where um, I don't have to have a heart attack every month in order to uh, know if I'm going to be okay. Uh, the better off for me. So <laughs> so that's what I'm aiming for, get myself a cushion built up and so not have to completely freak out um, if something were to go awry. So anyway, wanted to give you that update of the pier because it's been a few days since you've heard exactly how things have gone. And we've now, um, like I say, I'm on my eighth day consecutive of being able to head down there, which is surprising considering the rain we've had. So glad for that event uh, to pass, the rain that is, and uh, we'll be down at the pier every night this week. So making whatever we can make and trying to help tourists have a great time, uh, directing tourists to the bathroom room to the bottled water and all the other things to the southernmost point where they think you can see Cuba and um, all those fun things that we get to do out on the pier at night so anyway the lesson take action when you see something that needs done doing it my dad used to always say that if you see something that needs done do it don't wait for me to tell you to pick up a piece of paper from the floor, pick it up and throw it away. You know where it goes, you know what doesn't need to be there. So that's the mentality I was raised with, and uh, that's the mentality I still live with. And so if I see something that needs done, like getting us out to the pier during the day, and there's a bottleneck there, I'm going to be one to try to facilitate moving that needle somewhere. So that's one of the lessons, and the other lesson is just to persevere. Um, It is not always going to be easy, but at the same time, I have worked too hard and I have come too far to walk away now. And so I'm going to see this through. I'm going to keep on going, see this through till the end, tie a knot in the rope, hang on, and um, I'll keep posting updates. I'll keep letting you know how it's going. I'm looking forward to a busy season, looking forward to a busy, busy season. So um, we'll, we'll see what the potential is there. So... Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. I appreciate the fact that you even care enough to hear the updates from the peer and hear what's going on and hear the lessons that I'm learning in my business journey. And uh, hopefully there are things that will encourage you along the way uh, for where you are. Uh, it, it might take me a full year to get financially where I need to be. Um, but I'm here and I'm halfway through that. If that's the case, it takes me a full year. I'm halfway through that point in my uh, journey. And so uh, many business journeys include a year or two of stepping back uh, from where you are financially and stepping away from a huge paycheck that (laughs) was the golden handcuffs. And so at this point, um, you know, if I can rebuild it and be back on track very soon, then that will be exactly, um, you know, exactly kind of what's expected now that I look back realistically. you know, those rose-colored glasses of optimism that we all, uh, some entrepreneurs tend to have, uh, can can also color 
your perception of reality. And so I probably was overly optimistic about my projections and the ability to earn money um, immediately, not knowing all the things that I didn't know. And so uh, perseverance, that's the name of the game. And every business owner has to have it. Every business owner has to make it through the lean times or the things that come and happen to them, the circumstances beyond their control. So it's all part of life. And it beats the heck out of it, out of going and working for someone else every single day and uh, having to deal uh, with the stifling confinement of somebody else fulfilling somebody else's dreams and their uh, you know their business. So anyway, if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, simply go to the brick and mortar forward slash website. There you will find a place where you can put in the web address you want. You'll see if it's available. You'll see how much it is. They range from $3.99 to $14.99 every single year. And so it's a very cost-effective way to go ahead and get your business online and get your business started or your blog or charity, whatever it is you're trying to do. Once you purchase your website, I will go ahead and send you a cheat sheet of plugins that will have exactly what you need to get on your website to get started so you can be found by all the people you want to be found by and kind of protected from all the people that would seek to use your website for their benefit. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website, everything you need to know to get your website. Thanks again for coming with me on this crazy, crazy journey, and I hope that you have a story to tell for your journey to the life you want as well one day. I want to listen to yours too. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 